T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. We've had multiple days in a row with the sun making an appearance. Yep. It's been, felt very uh, springy in the last couple days. Yeah. Good to see it. Has spring begun? Uh, technically, no. March 1st is what but I would we, say. And March, we, March 21st okay. is what some others would say. I was going to say, because we don't go by technically with March 21st. We, we go by the months. That's right. Yeah. Meteor- meteorological seasons. March 1st is the first day of spring. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here at... Uh, WGR on the Western Hotline is Joe Marino of the Draft Network back with us after a uh, a whirlwind. Joe, you had a busy week down there, Senior Bowl. How was everything? Hey guys, good to be back on with you. Yeah, last week was was busy. Um, it felt like every morning it was interviews or the media day during our typical slot. So um, was uh, you know missed being on with you last week, but obviously a, a really important week in. Uh, the scouting process and, and getting to know these prospects and um, you know good to be back on with you today it seems like Joe you know your experience scouting it seems like the senior bowl is the scouting super bowl it's, it, it just seems like the event that all of you guys love more than any yeah there's no question about it I mean it's an unprecedented opportunity to see 120 draftable players on the field I mean I think 45% of the top 100 players drafted last year were senior bowl players. Every single team in the NFL drafted at least one player from the senior bowl last year. And so you get to see them competing against each other one-on-one, but then also there's a lot of opportunity to meet them and talk to them and get kind of a feel for their personality. And, um, you know, we have a really cool sponsor or partnership with the uh, senior bowl that really gives us some unique access. And we got to do some community service with the players as well on Friday um, so just a, a really important exposure and data point in our scouting process. Joe Marino of the Draft Network. You know, the differences between this and the Combine, Joe, uh, the Combine is, what, measurables, right, height, weight, wingspan, uh, long jump 40 times, and Senior Bowl is more about positional drills. They're, they're putting players through much more, I guess, what would be like, more like a regular football practice to see how they kind of rate. Yeah, it, it, the big di- it's football. That's the big difference, right? I mean, we, we all love to get uh, measurements and, you know, athletic testing to really validate the athletic ability of these players. But uh, the football component is all, always the most important. How you play football matters more than anything. And so, you know, these are highly competitive practices that, you know, there's one-on-one competition, O-line versus D-line, wide receivers versus corners, you know, that type of stuff. But, you know, you also kind of get to go on this journey 
of them installing a very basic game plan. But, you know, the day-over-day install and, and seeing how players grasp it and who has questions, who doesn't have questions, who takes control, who knows what they're doing, who can take, you know, what they're told to do in the meeting rooms and apply it on the football field. I mean, it's a really good glimpse into these players and their habits, how they retain information, and then, of course, how they compete against the best of the best. And all the teams, of course, down there, we saw a picture of Brandon Bean standing next to uh, now Giants GM Joe Shane. They're watching yeah. the receivers work. So, all right, Joe, as uh, as someone, if you watch the receivers, how how does the group look from just from the senior bowl? I mean, the class will get to over the course of the next couple months, but names for Bills fans to maybe put a little star next to from the senior bowl. Yeah, we, from the wide receiver perspective, I think the name that really moved the needle for me down there was Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Um, a, a fairly good size. You know, he's not one of these smaller receivers. I know guys like Tank Dell got a lot of buzz, but we got to be realistic there. I think he's like 160 pounds. Uh, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of 160-pound receivers out there that are doing much in the NFL. Uh, so Jaden Reed's kind of the guy that, that moves the needle for me. Uh, thought he showed really good vertical ability um, to, to win down the field, which is a testament to how explosive he is and his ball skills down the field. But that, that ability to win vertical and that twitch and, and that explosiveness shows up as a complete route runner and a guy that you, you like uh, when you consider that dynamic athletic profile translating to yards after catch. So he feels like a guy that can really win at all three levels and, and really, I think, showcase himself extremely well uh, down in Mobile. And then I'll, I'll give you one other name here, just kind of a surprise for me, um, was Michael Wilson out of Stanford. I feel like I've, I've continuously heard good things from, you know, scouting circles that I'm in about Michael Wilson, um, but really haven't seen him. Um, but the Senior Bowl provided me that opportunity, and you saw a guy with really good size. You know, this isn't a, over six foot, over 200 pounds, but he has pull-away speed vertically and ball skills to go with it. And so – you know, maybe he's not quite a do-everything guy, but if you want size and ball skills, I think you, you you really like what you get in Michael Wilson. When you look at the Bills' need at receiver, what they might want to add, you know, that, that might tell us what kind of role they're looking for. So as you're li- listing all these skills, you know, size, ball skills, yards after catch, um, route trees, what skill set is best suited to jump into this Bills' offense? What should Ken Dorsey be asking for? What should Brandon Bean looking be looking to plug in at receiver with this offense? You know, it's funny. I was at um, I was at uh, Sean McDermott's press conference um, ahead of the. It was the the combine before they traded for Stephon Diggs, so it wasn't long after they traded for Stephon Diggs, and everybody knew they needed a wide receiver. And I remember I was really excited to ask Sean McDermott this question because I wanted to kind of get a glimpse into maybe what skill set he prefers that wide receiver to kind of get a clue as to what I what they could be thinking and, and I, I said Sean you know, I, I phrased the question and Sean looks at me and says Joe we're looking for guys that can get open and catch a football right so it was, was kind of a, a letdown for the answer maybe I should have known after listening to so many McDermott press conferences that it doesn't give you much but to me when I think about what the Bills need at, at receiver it's a guy that can win at all levels of the field somebody that can uncover quickly that can get open and process coverage and, and win in the intermediate areas of the field, but then also has legitimate speed to win vertically. You know, that's what's what's interesting about the Bills and how frequently they throw the ball down the field is they do it without a ton of real speed at the position. And so I think that would only be an asset to an offense that wants to attack defenses vertically. So I think it's that complete route running skill set that can win to all levels of the field. And of course you want that yards after catch ability. You know, and I know that there's some 
there's some scheme reasons why the Bills don't have a ton of yards after catch. But, you know, I think that there's there's a usefulness in some, you know, make-you-miss type skill set in space to, to get some easy yards for the offense. And, that, and everything doesn't have to be air yards all the time. So I'm really interested in a do-everything player and not one that is more of a niche player that that provides – uh, something, but the limitations really hinder your offense. So I'm looking for that do-everything skill set. I don't want to be too picky if they were to draft a receiver at all, but with that being said, is there any guy in the first or second round that you think would be maybe not a questionable fit, but you might be wondering like how it's going to look because it it, it doesn't kind of fit that description that you're describing? Yeah, yeah I, I think a, a name that um, has some heat right now, and maybe I'm going to put a little sizzle on it, is Quentin Johnson from TCU. I, I like Quentin Johnson, and uh, I think he'll be a good receiver in the NFL, but I think he'd be very redundant in the Bills' offense because he's one of those size ball skills guys, right? He's not really a, a player that uh, gets open quick. He's not a he's a guy with kind of more gradual build-up speed, right? And I feel like you kind of have that. You, you have exactly that in Gabriel Davis. And I, I'm personally thinking that the Bills need a, a – a, a different type of skill set there with a more complete route running profile and some explosiveness. And so that would be kind of a name that, you know, people ask me about all the time that I think is a good prospect, but not necessarily the type of player I think this Bill's offense is needing. One, one way to say this, Joe, if I could put this in my own head, is you want someone whose Madden number, it's not necessarily the speed top number that's the most important, but the acceleration. And you tweeted out the name yesterday, Tyler Scott. Yeah. I went And I looked at some of his highlights, and this is a guy that, I mean, I'm not a scout, but I saw a couple where he catches a short pass, turns, and it's 0-60 to 60 in a very, yeah. very quick amount of time. Yeah, you, you guys can always read between the lines on my tweets. Sometimes I, my draft tweets are often for the entire NFL, but but rest assured, there's always a Bills angle there. And and Jeremy, you picked up on it. You know, this is a guy that I think would really profile um, in exactly what I think the Bills' offense needs. Now he's like a five eleven, one eighty five, one ninety something like that, and I think that's okay for size. I, I don't, I, I'm not really moved off of that. Um, but yes, it's it's that stop start ability. It's it's. I mean, goodness gracious, if you saw his highlights, I'm sure you saw a lot of plays where there's, there's nobody near him down the field. And it's because he has that legitimate pull-away speed. But, you know, they, the Cincinnati offense allowed him to kind of run some of his vertical routes that had a double move or a, a vertical cut within it that really he sets up and just pulls away from people. There's nobody near him. And then, you know, when he gets that fo- the football in his hands quickly and there's nobody near him, or, well, if, even if there are people near him, he just has that, that instant acceleration that it just it breaks pursuit angles. And, you know, not that he's a player that's going to win after contact or, like, slide out of tackles, right? That's not going to be his game, but it's tough to get your hands on him. And so I think that vertical ability with a player like Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati, um, it opens up so much for him to work back down the stem of his routes, to cut off routes and hit some horizontal breaks. He's super, obviously, uh, the elusiveness really translates to getting in and out of breaks and, and making some hard cuts within his routes. So, yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's That's exactly the type of player that, you know, if there's a, a player they love in the first round that falls to him, maybe a Jordan Addison out of USC, yeah, you 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 entertain that. But I think there's some fallback options that the Bills can consider on day two, and Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati is definitely a name that's high on that list for me. Joe Marino of the Draft Network. We've got lots of time, lots of weeks ahead to go through a lot of positions. I, I do want to ask you, though, about linebacker potential, the plan moving forward, because the biggest decision, probably the biggest decision the Bills have to make, and it's not entirely their decision. You know, Tremaine Edmonds has a decision to make, too. 
I don't know if they think about Tremaine and make their decision first. If they look at the draft and wonder, you know, how's the class to get somebody to plug in? You're always the voice in my head, Joe, when thinking about Tremaine because of how important he is to them, how they talk about him, leadership, all that. And then this year, at the end of the year, they flat out said, McDermott said it, and Brandon Bean might have said it too, he had his best year as a pro. So that like I tend to push the needle towards they're going to do everything they can to bring him back. And I wonder if you think that they will and if you if you make the case to anybody that might be a little bit, you know, on the fence about how much money it is, how important it is that they do. Yeah, I think first of all, what I'd like to 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 address this is forget what you think about Tremaine Edmonds. Right now that doesn't matter. Predictively, what does the team think about him and and every indication is is that they love him and you I mean, I would affirm everything you said about um, uh, the comments about him having his best year and a really impactful season. And then you, you continue that thought and remind yourself that this is the second player that Brandon Bean ever drafted as a general manager, right? Uh, Josh Allen first and then a trade up to get Tremaine Edmonds and um, uh, seeing him have five years of starting experience under his belt already. He's 24 years old. Um, you know, that, that's going to move the needle a lot. And, and Brandon Bean, when he was asked about Tremaine Edmonds and the, uh, you know, the, the long-term future with him in Buffalo during his year-end press conference, I'm pretty sure he used the words draft, develop, and re-sign, right? That fits exactly what he's preached. And so I just, I just don't see Brandon Bean letting him get away. You know, just a point of pride as, a, as the player he picked and where the development's been and the youth and experience, all of that. So predictively, I think absolutely, I, I would guess that, Number one on that Brandon Bean to-do list in his mind is re-signing Tremaine Edmonds. So I do, I do expect that to happen, um, and I think it's going to be pretty expensive. You know, I think the Roquan Smith extension was something that was eye-opening for a lot of people. Um, we certainly saw big money go out to Shaquille Leonard and Fred Warner recently, and so you know, could he be in that stratosphere? Maybe. I don't think it's less than fifteen per. You know, I think it's probably between fifteen and twenty, someone in, somewhere in that range, average annual value. And certainly you hope to have some years attached to it so that way you can have the most flexibility possible to have lower cap hits now but also set yourself up for some restructure opportunities down the road. Um, as far as why I think the bill should do that is, is well, I believe in draft, develop, and resign. I believe in Tremaine Emmons' skill set, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's what he means to the defense. I know I, leadership doesn't often carry a lot of weight in, when you, know, you have these conversations, but it does matter, but – it's it's the skill set. It's a guy who's 6'5", 240 pounds, 35-inch arms, and the amount of real estate that he can handle in coverage, it's a really big deal. It, it changes the math. And, and football, in so many ways, whether it's passing or running, it's about math. And the numbers that you have versus the numbers that they have, the, the numbers that they have in pass coverage uh, and, and guys that they can drop, it impacts uh, the space available for receivers and where quarterbacks can slot throws. And because Tremaine has really good feel and range and coverage, it allows the Bills, I think, to be really, really unique in how they space the field because they know what they can put on his plate. And then, you know, as a downhill linebacker, no, is Tremaine Edmonds the most dynamic player stacking and shedding blocks and playing into the line of scrimmage? No, I don't think that's the, the strength of his game. But I, I think in this, down, this upfield defense, right, you think about a penetration-style defense that they run, where uh, really the second level – is is asked to make the front right. You know, they're, the, the front's going to be aggressive, and they're going to make some decisions. And the linebackers behind them, they're not always covered up. They have to make sure that the decisions that the front makes are correct and that they can fit the run 
accordingly. And, and that's, that's not easy. And so I, I think it's a big role. And so knowing what you have in Tremaine um, is important because forecasting another player to that same role, I don't think you can do it. It's, a, it's too unique of a skill set to feel comfortable about that happening and there not being a significant drop-off. I think, you know, Tremaine missed a few games this year, and I think people kind of felt that impact of what he means to this defense. And so um, I, 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 unless they want to really go another way with how they play defense, I think they really have to have Tremaine Emmett's back. Oh, by the way, this is a defense that's basically never in base in terms of a three-linebacker set. So just a lot of stress on Edmonds and Milano, and I think – uh, they they kind of need those guys to make this 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 engine work on defense the way that they want to play. Uh, yeah, the, to follow that up, Joe, like you know, the term unicorn gets thrown around maybe a bit in sports when talking about Allen or Mahomes, and you know, as you talk about a potential fundamental change if Edmonds were to leave, you're not even just saying that it would be difficult to replace him from within, but difficult to find a replacement. Period, because the skill set is so specific to what they do. Well, can you find a good coverage linebacker? Sure. Yeah, you can guy, find a guy that's springy and can run and feel the pass and get where he's supposed to be. Can you get a, a big downhill player to, to play in the line of scrimmage and make tackles against the run? Yes. But can you find a guy that's both, that has uh, that type of wingspan and that type of range and that type of size? No. And I, I think that's what makes him a really unique football player and one that uh, I, I want to keep my myself attached to uh, given – the experience in age. I mean, this is a really unique situation that he's he's entering his his age 24, 25 season, something like that, as a five year starter on a defense that has been really at the top of the league throughout that entire time. And so, you know, it's it's to me, it's hard to let that go away. It's hard, you know, even if you bring in another player, it's hard for that player to just pick up the pieces and acclimate. Um, so he he really does make a big difference for this defense and, and really it is my expectation that the Bills will make him his top priority to bring bring him back. And on the alternative, like I know you said it's kind of tough to forecast what the alternative would be like. It could be even this could be an argument as to why you do it. Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dodson. Bernard's the one I'm most interested in, Joe. I don't know if he would naturally fit into that same position that Edmonds does, but he was a third round pick. Very limited sample. I don't know, like for you what does the defense look like with him, knowing what he was as a prospect? And I know, I know, we only got a limited sample this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I did a lot of work on Bernard at Baylor, so familiar with what he showcased there. And it was a pick that really confused me at the time. And you know, of course, I'm doing a live uh, broadcast of the draft, and my reaction to that was, you know, I think it's out there, so you can see it. I uh, wasn't a fan of the pick, um, and and uh, really, Bernard is a player that tests well athletically but if you watch him play at Baylor where he really found success and made plays was when he was asked to just shoot gaps and blitz and and just go um not a lot of read and react right so it's just see ball get ball shoot this gap cover that player right it's not a there's not a whole lot of thinking and processing involved in what made him successful at Baylor which is really different than what he would be asked to do with the Bills where it is completely read and react and you can't just shoot a gap or just play man coverage against, you know, three strong or if it's the back or whatever, you know, whatever locked in man coverage assignment you would have. And so um, as I continue to think about what the Bills asked their linebackers to do, I thought of him more if they had to replace Edmonds or Milano with Bernard, it definitely would be Milano over Edmonds. 
and Edmonds was, or excuse me, Milano was the one that they just extended, and Edmonds is the one with the expiring contract. So I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see him being the guy that does the things that Tremaine Edmonds does. I think he's more of a role-specific player, and, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can, he can be that. I, I'm certainly willing to acknowledge that possibility, but I don't really see him as a Mike linebacker in the NFL. I think he's a weak side pursuit style player that uh, can play matchups and, and do blitz, but uh, just a complete do-everything linebacker. I don't see it with Tremelo Bernard. So much offseason to get to. We do have the Super Bowl this week, Joe. Are you making a pick? I Yeah, I, listen, um, I think you got to pick Mahomes, right? I, I think it's that simple. Um, Philly can certainly win the game. Um, both teams are really good in the line of scrimmage, but I think in a game like this, I think you, you lean into the better quarterback uh, that's been playing better football lately uh, that's been on this stage. So, um, yeah, there's a path for Philly, but I think Casey gets it done. Do you take anything away from either one of these teams in terms of, like, how to build a team or whatnot. We were just talking about how the Chiefs have one of the highest rates of rookie snaps in the league. Six highest, yeah. yeah Six highest. Six highest. The Eagles have the fewest rookie snaps this right. year. So I, I guess it, it might just these two teams might even prove that you could do it different ways. But when you look at these two teams, do you take anything away from how they've kind of built and how they've gotten here? Well, I think the Chiefs have done a masterful job of finding, continuing to find big-time contributors in the draft and not necessarily high up. You know, I look at Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. That's a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Those are, those are top-tier interior offensive linemen. Think about Nick Bolton in the second round, who's really become uh, the heart and soul of that defense as a, a second-round pick. Um, I, I think about their, literally their entire secondary or corner situation. They drafted it this year um, you know, with McDuffie, which was the first-round pick, I think uh, – Watson's kind of a later pick. Um, Brian Cook's mid-round pick. I mean, their ability to get meaningful—I mean, more than meaningful—like significant starter contributions for players on rookie deals to complement high-end talent like a Mahomes, like a Kelsey, like a Chris Jones, uh, like a Joe Tooney at left guard. Um, you know, I think that's that's so much of it, and that's 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 really to me the the challenge ahead for the Bills is okay. You've got some top-end talent. You got some premier guys in the league. Well, can you continue to find players in the draft that for three, four seasons gives you high impact on low-cost deals? And I think the Chiefs have, have really done a great job of that while also being really honest with their roster and for projecting it forward and how they can c- continue to stay at a uh, high-end contender level. I mean, uh, I, the Chiefs have a ton of cap space coming up. I think they're somewhere around $50 million right now going into this offseason. And they have good draft capital because you know they were able to – make a, a calculated choice in trading away Tyree Kill and it was re- really able to give them an infusion of young talent and, and cheaper talent for the roster. So I think their honest approach to their roster, how they've hit on draft picks to complement high-end talent has been absolutely textbook, and it's the reason why they're so good. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes, but you know it's it's the other stuff too that makes that that team so good and one other thing on that joe that like as sneaky joe asked me that asks you that question about what do you notice about these two teams to my eye they both look like they have really diverse um well run well schemed offenses that you know there are easy throws or easy reads for these quarterbacks from time i mean don't get me wrong they both make great plays but yeah. these offenses look like they are on schedule they are sharp very often yeah, I think that's fair, and I, I would I would almost lean more into the Eagles with that. I think Mahomes is Mahomes in a lot of situations where he just, you know, he he makes it happen. It's just an unbelievable, instinctive football player. But 
yeah, when you look at that Eagles team, I mean, certainly you love, I mean, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Godert. I mean, good, goodness gracious, that's really good. Uh, but it's that offensive line. I mean, you, you watch this Eagles team, and Jalen Hurts has forever. He's not pressured. And he, he, he's able to survey and read and, and throw the ball. Um, and I think that's huge. And so I think that's um, certainly I, not taking any, any away from the creativity of the scheme. Uh, it's really good. And there's wrinkles every week that impress me. I, I love what they do. But I think that's it, it largely made possible because that offensive line is exceptional. And Jalen Hurts can be really comfortable back there throwing the football. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Locked on Bills podcast. We kept you long, but I hope that's okay, Joe. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk next week. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Joe Marino of the Draft Network. Always good to talk to Joe. Sneaky Joe. That Joe is basically the guy that has convinced me about Edmonds, Mm -hmm. about what the Bills, how much they'll try to keep him. Isn't that very convincing? Yes. That's... Do you want to fundamentally change everything about the way that you play defense? That's the one point, right? Well, not do you want them to. The question is, do they want to? Right. And that answer is probably a very hard no. No. Like, had they moved on from Leslie Frazier, I'd be, okay, maybe Maybe. we've got something here. They want to do something different. But if Frazier is back, like it seems he will be, then I think that sounds right, that they will not want to fundamentally change their defense. They've been great at defense for five years. He's been here for five years. He's a cornerstone of it. He will represent. It. It's not. This isn't a point to say that they shouldn't sign him. I could make another point about why they shouldn't, but I think he kind of represents non-change, status quo. This offseason. Yeah, well, that's run- why I think he might be polarizing this offseason even more than before. Before it was. People didn't know how good a player he was. Now I feel like people are more sure how good a player he is. But if you want to see significant change this offseason because you're mad about the Cincinnati game, if Edmonds stays, that's not happening. If Edmonds goes, that's that is a big change. The likes they have we have not seen under this regime. Yeah, on either side of the ball, really. Right, he'd be the best player that's ever walked away without an extension. By far. Yeah. Poyer, Poyer well, too. Well, Poyer will become that. That's but right. Poyer yeah. is different from an age standpoint. Sure, right. Age is different. You know, his role different. They, were, they didn't win a game without him, right? Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, all right. Break in. Better to forget it. And uh, Carrington Harrison coming up 610 Sports. KC at uh, the 9 o'clock segment. Your calls as well. 803-0550 here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're going to see activity there probably within the next 30 days. Fencing, some, some scraping of the land, some getting set up for the major construction. Yeah. I think the... Like the official breaking where we all get to wear cool hats mm-hmm. and shovels. Yep. Um, that'll probably be, you know, late April, May time frame. Okay. That seems to be about where we're headed. Ron Rakuya of PSE. And speaking of shovels, Evan, got a job for you. One thing that happened over the weekend was this man across from me, Joe DiBiase, said if he ever uses the phrase mindset, he wants to be hit <laughs> in the face with a shovel. Yes. So I can't stand that word. You got to be so listening. We all have to be listening yes. for mindset. And there needs to be a shovel in the corner. If you say it. Yep. Someone gets to hit you in the face of the shovel. Yes. Your own words. I I am committing to. The, I'm committing to it. Yes. All right. It's time to get to better to forget it. We've got some football stuff in it here, or uh, for better to forget it, which is uh, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. We've got a couple. You want me to start? If you want to, you can, sure. Yeah, I gotta get this draft thing. Oh. There's a there's a ESPN it's an ESPN plus article. Uh it's all the NFL Nation reporters contributing to a twenty twenty two NFL mo- redraft. So last year's draft redrafted. Okay. Can you guess what position they have the Bills taking at twenty five in three guesses? If you tell me they take a running back in a redraft. <laughs> Will this count as the list if if they are? I'm not giving you that is they the case, would- but it's not a running back? It's not a running Would back. Would they redraft the Bills at receiver? No. Would they redraft the Bills at offensive line? No. Would they redraft the Bills at defensive end? No. They redraft the Bills to pick Kyle Hamilton. Safety. A safety at 25. But that's not why I brought that up. Actually, there's two other interesting parts about this, the reason I brought it up. The first sentence in the explanation for the Bills under new pick Kyle Hamilton and I don't know who we can put on the list here because it's NFL Nation reporters as the okay. as the author. For the Bills, quote, I thought hard about running back Brees Hall here. The Bills need to invest in the offense to take pressure off of Josh Allen, and Hall would be a great fit. Just Amazing. It's an all-time dynasty, mocking the Bills running backs. Okay. So the other thing interesting about this is it has Sauce Gardner going number one overall to the Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson still going two to Detroit. Tariq Woolen, cornerback going three to the Texans. They have a quarterback going to the Jets at four. Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy, fourth overall in an NFL redraft. (laughs) Brock Purdy. That's pretty good. All right. Better to forget it. Derek Carr is a good idea for the Saints. They are like $60 Mm. over the cap. Yeah. And Derek Carr is not cheap. But no, they'll, they'll have to restructure that, right? They're, they're, they're not paying him $40 million. They're looking at p- paying a, a day one or day two pick for Derek Carr. Jeremy Fowler did say, I think this morning, that he thinks Carr can be had for a third. Okay. Good idea for the Saints. I'll go first. Bet it. The only reason why 
The division is a wasteland. Right. They is Derek Carr immediately the best quarterback in the division? Yes. It doesn't have for to, now. I mean, we now. don't, we don't even know who the other three quarterbacks are, right? Right. It might not but be a bad idea. How likely is it those other three teams would top Derek Carr? It's not that likely. And from a weapon standpoint, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Olave is great. Thomas can't stay on the field, but when he is, he played fine last year. Um, I don't mind it for the Saints. Yeah. Okay. I'll go bet it. I don't. I would not want. I would not want my team landing on Derek Carr, but I think because of their circumstances, it makes sense. And again, what are they going to do that's better? Are they going to trade for Aaron Rodgers? They um, probably can't afford to. They because Carr's deal, I bet, is a lot easier to rework than Rodgers. Try and get, sneak some Saints logos into that darkness retreat and just like. Put... <laughs> and they don't have a first, right? Because they gave it to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carr bet it. Bet it for Carr. Bet it or forget it. At plus three hundred, so three to one. A non-quarterback wins Super Bowl MVP. Three to one. I don't mm. think this is terrible value. Here are the last few non-quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl MVP. Do you know who the last one was? Was it James White? No. There have been... Boy, James White didn't even win one. Brady, oh, Brady right. won it that year. He gave him the truck because he said he should have or yeah. something. Cooper Cup won it last year. Okay. Four years ago, Julian Edelman won it. Von Miller won it in 2016. Didn't that Seahawks linebacker win it the one year that I can't ever remember the name Malcolm of? Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith. So since 2000, <laughs> but seriously, since 2014, yeah. that's four. Yeah. And I want to say if the Chiefs win, it's probably Mahomes. If the Eagles win, there might be more room for a receiver to get it. Or You don't think Kelsey can win it? I think Kelsey can win it, but it's it's very... He'd have to score like, what, four touchdowns? Maybe. Something stupid. I mean, Cup won it when Stafford was the quarterback. It is always tougher for the receiving option to get it. We haven't had a defensive MVP since Von Miller in 2016, but at 3-1, to one, I don't mind a non-quarterback as a bet here. I would I would bet it. I might go forget it. Hurts, I think, is such a large part of their rushing attack also that, I don't know, I, it's hard for me to see the Eagles winning the game, and he is not putting up a performance that could give him MVP. And it, what, he, didn't that happen in the NFC Championship game? He really didn't do that much. If that was the Super Bowl, who wins MVP? Hassan Reddick. Okay. A defensive player? Yeah, that game it probably had to. The Eagles were not great on offense. Mm-hmm. I know they scored 30 points. They averaged like 3.5 per play. Um, I'll still go 3-1 f- to one is good, though. I'll, I'll lean, forget it. I think if you bet just defensive player, it's 12 to 1. Okay. Better to forget it. You would last four days in a darkness retreat. Ooh, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. So, what is this again? I've got to do what? I've got to sit in a dark room. Nothing, right? Completely. No. Right. Nothing. Just you and your thoughts. And there's no breaks. No interruptions. I, I've searched. I've, by the way, if you go online and search darkness retreat, you will find a lot of places to do this spas or whatever where yeah you just sit in the dark with your thoughts and you can hallucinate when you do this it's quiet okay so rogers also said there will be two slots for food to be dropped in for rogers as he sits in the darkness no music no tv not you know, just it's sit. essentially four days of solitary confinement it sounds like that yes yeah no why would no no i would not last that no way is he going to come out of this like a completely different person? Is it possible? He has some life-changing experience in there 
that he comes out and goes, oh, you know what? I have a greater appreciation for the Green Bay Packers and all that I've, I've, I've had for the last 15. I want to stay. I want to stay. I'm going to fight to stay. Trade Jordan Love away. I suppose I'm this it's, team's quarterback. It's possible. It'd be what would be the funniest possible thing to come out of it? He that comes Tom out. Brady breaks in and ruins <laughs> his his darkness retreat by letting the light in. Rodgers comes out and insists, wherever I play, I also want to punt. <laughs> you know, just I look deep within my soul, and that's what I've been missing. Is I want to be a kicker also. Uh huh. Like, what could happen? Now, listen, I he wants to do something on a spiritual journey. Go for it. That's fine. Um, I wouldn't want to do a four-day darkness retreat. No, thanks. I'll pass. Uh, bet it or forget it. They will stop the Alex Ovechkin record-breaking game for as long as they stopped that LeBron James game last night. Ooh. It was like 30 minutes. It was 30? I thought it was only 10. I thought I saw 30. Okay. Maybe someone was exaggerating. I'm pretty sure it was a 10-minute stoppage. Will they stop the yes. game for Ovechkin and have like a giant ceremony? I want to say Yes. The the tougher point is, will Gretzky be there? He's talked about following him around. Yeah. It's not as easy. Like You knew it was going to happen last night or the next day right. with LeBron. He's going to score 30 points. Right. He averages 30 a night. With Ovechkin, it could be like the Aaron Judge chase where he's stuck one away for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly likely. Yeah. But it's not as reliable that he's going to get those points. Right, whereas LeBron, you knew it was with, it was going to be within a two-game sample. We are also looking at, in a span of about, what, two years, seeing the all-time leading passer, the all-time leading scorer, the all-time leading goal scorer, and, you know... What else is there? The home run thing we did ten years ago, but... Right. Is that getting broken? Not is anyone any, even close? Not any, no, no, not anytime soon. Okay, so that one's not getting broken. I think I saw something today from The Ringer. I didn't read it, but the whole article was that nobody, nobody in the next two decades is catching LeBron. Like, he's going to have this record for a long time. Yeah. And Ovechkin, Ovechkin will have the record for the entirety of my life. Right? Unless the game drastically changes at some point. Like, they make the nets three feet wider. I think Ovechkin, when he breaks the record, he will have that permanently. Infinitely. Whatever yeah. you want. Yep. That's probably right. The passing record might get broken. Oh, yeah. I think that's the most likely of them. I mean, they're going to add, what, an 18th game and probably more playoff teams. And Yes, they're going to more A 19th football. and a 20th game. Listen, why do we get me so upset? More football. I didn't sound mad about it. I just think it'll happen. The, the 17th game got added, and everybody's like, why do 9 and 8? Why I, I, The records now are so confusing. Like, extra game, of, extra week of fantasy football, baby. Extra week of betting. Sh- Red zone. Yeah. The, the calendar gets to be an issue. I've seen the idea of an 18th game, and okay, does... Football start before Labor Day. If you go to an 18th game, do you push the Super Bowl into March? Yeah, I don't think you want to do that. And Why you, though? And if you go to an 18th game, do you add a second bye week? Now your now your whole schedule is two weeks longer. Yeah, can make the Super Bowl on President's Day. Everybody has the day off on Monday. Ooh. Or wait, what day is President's Day normally? That's on. Is at the end of February? Mid. You could. This would be great. Let's get it to where the Super Bowl is on the Sunday before President's Day. And everybody's off the next day. Nobody wants to work the day after the Super Bowl anyway. It's perfect. February 20th is President's Day this year. Beautiful. The 19th every year. The Sunday before President's Day should be the Super Bowl. Or put it on a Saturday like they should have done 50 years ago. I don't want it on a Saturday. I'm good with Sunday. I want want the day off. Unpopular opinion. 
That yeah, is an. Un- I, mean, I think that is an unpopular. You say all opinion. the stuff. Maybe you say like everybody's off. We're not off. <laughs> We're gonna work the next day. <laughs> right. We're working well, on President's Day. Well, true. That's why I want it on a Saturday. Yeah. Better to forget it. Coming up nine o'clock, we'll check in Carrington Harrison, a host in Kansas City, uh, talk about the Chiefs, their quest to win their second Super Bowl in the last few years, their third appearance in the Super Bowl. Chiefs Eagles on the way Sunday, so we'll check in with Carrington Harrison coming up uh, about nine ten. So stick with us. If you have a thought you want to throw our way, whatever it might be. We gotta start planning our bets for who will and won't be seen at the Super Bowl as well. Some of the prop bets are fun. Anthem prop bets, cross sport prop bets. Anyway. You can join us here on WTR. B caller five right now at two two one four WGR. That's two two one four nine four seven to win a pair of tickets to see Brian Adams. So Happy It Hurts Tour, featuring special guest Joan Jett and the Blackhearts at KeyBank Center on Tuesday, June 13th, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Brian Adams guy? I mean, at, at one point, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Brian Adams guy, but this song, yeah. When year did this song come out? 80... Not, not 69, I can tell you that. 86, maybe? Okay. He's like mid-80s, right? Yeah. If anything happened when I was between the ages of, and this might be a lot of people, eight and thirteen, yeah, that's the, I thought it was awesome. That's the sweet spot. <laughs> Summer of '69 sure. is released in 1985. Okay, so I'm six, but you know, a year or two later, so he's right. He's cruising into like prime Brian Adams it's years. Quite like right possible. When it was like my first, what I thought was the my first rock and roll song on the radio. Uh-huh. Maybe. So yeah, all right. Brian Adams is for me is that song, and he's the Robin Hood song was was on the radio. Maybe it's like nineteen eighty nine. Okay, you know that one. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yes, that's uh, yeah. I know that, that song. That song was on the radio every minute of every day. I actually was introduced to Brian Adams via that song because there was an entire episode about it on Family Guy. Oh. Which I watched. Was it about in middle school and high school? It was nonstop on the radio. Uh, something along those lines, I think. But I think Brian Adams was featured like an entire episode. One of those where I'm introduced to people that I should know about v- via ways that like just aren't the way you should know about them. Like Robert Redford, I know as what the Secretary of State in like the Avengers, like a Marvel movie. Yeah, and this is I know Brian Adams basically <laughs> from Family Guy. <laughs> The other place I know Brian Adams from, one more song, and I'm sure I could get like four or five more, but he... Heaven is one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. He appeared on um, he appeared on a track with Glass Tiger, a Canadian band. Uh-huh. Um, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Okay. He made the... He had a vocal cameo on that. Vocal cameo. In a Canadian rock band? Yes. And the it was good? Glass Tiger. This is a song I, am I not would, knowing by by name right now, and I would know it if I heard it? Would you know Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone? Let's play it coming back. We'll find out. It sounds like a song I've heard of. I feel like you'd have heard it. Yeah. Does he perform that? Can, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to sing that. It was a big hit. He's going to he's gonna sing it at, the, at this concert? I don't know if he's going to sing it at this concert, but I would, sure, I'd want to hear him sing it. How old are we talking Brian Adams is at this point? He's... 60. 63. Okay. Usually, 
I, show's probably going to be great. Usually, if there's a, a concert anywhere, like, I'm taking over over 56 years old. Right? <laughs> some rock band from the 70s, some 80s star, like, over 56 with a majority of concerts. You're saying days. everybody's old, basically? Yes. Right. It's, who's going who's gonna to be touring 30 years? Who? Taylor Swift? Maybe. But there's not many. Nobody can get tickets to that, though, even 30 years. <laughs> still, still, we still won't be able to. Still get fighting Ticketmaster. Yeah. All right, eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. A little bit of uh, Chiefs talk on the other side. Car- uh, Carrington Harrison joins us from six ten Sports KC to talk about this Super Bowl matchup with the team that we do. We hate them. We should talk about that a little bit more too. Do we hate the Chiefs? I don't. I don't. Maybe some of you do. So that's coming up uh, as we get ready for the Super Bowl here on uh, WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.